University Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Yeah, that's the one distinguishing really good characteristic. I mean, they're all, I mean, they're, like I said, they're they're all, I mean, they get, they're getting a lot of reps and they're probably not used to it. So there's a lot of guys kind of trying to catch their breath. Uh, they're, they're in pretty good shape. Um, they're pretty knowledgeable. You know, the challenge to them, I, all young players want to play. The number one thing that keeps young players from playing is their knowledge of the playbook. Uh, it just, it slows them down, right? So I begged them at the end of practice, like this, no, this is not my phone, but I was like, this will not help you play. Like every minute you spend on this phone or playing the game does not help you play. Like study your playbook. So that's the hardest thing. Like very few guys will actually do it. Just, just is what it is, right? Like, um, so, you know, but the ones who do, there'll be a couple of freshmen that, that'll really buy into it and they'll study it and they'll be on a mission to play and they'll help us because the young players, we're going to win with the older players, but the young players can help us. Hmm. Very few will actually do it. So who's a freshman on your brain right now, DB, that will do it? And I'll ask Vogel this too. Let's There's three for you. Shane, the mic thing. Bang the board again. Bang the board. There's three. Is he back? I don't know. What what was that bang the board? Oh, thing? I got I got him. I got him now. Me? Sometimes your headset, this was happening to Robbie yesterday, and Shane was like banging the board over there to try to get it to work. Uh-huh. And now he's, yeah, you're here. You're here. <laughs> Just like Vogel. Brandon Vogel's here with us as well. Okay, so there's three for you. Vogel, think about this while DB uh, rattles these well, off. Well, let B. Vogels go first. He's Ooh. a little smarter, Ooh. I think. Turn, have my, have the tables have turned. Vogel, okay, so. Oh, at least I think. The I, quote we came back with. I'm assuming he, I know he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> the quote we came back with was Rule talking about the young players and studying the playbook because that's what will lead you to play. And he said very few freshmen will do it. So who's a freshman on your mind that will actually do it? Uh, um, the first one that comes to mind, and I guess maybe it's a little bit of cheating because he's been here since January, is, is Prince Will and Mondulin. Correct. Um, mm. Like – I told you. <laughs> you can just tell from, I think, how I he like carries himself. Well. And it, it goes way beyond, I think, just the. Oh, he froze. Oh. It's okay. A cliffhanger. He froze on us. Oh, B Vogues. <laughs> that, that's the Wi Fi. G dang it. GT um. dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear her G wagon and G baby. No, Not G, G dang it. it. Um, hey, Shane, reach out to Vogel. See if he can reconnect for us. Um, I'm, well, with, I'm, I'm with him. I'm Uman Mielin was actually somebody on my Super 6 Yeah. Um, way back when. And the other guy on there who I think will be the one, and maybe it's a little bit of cheating too because I heard Ty mention his name yesterday, yesterday Cam Lenhart. Correct. That's another. He's somebody that's just all in focused. Who's the third? Your boy. The My easy, boy. The easiest one of the bunch. T.A. Yep. Tristan Albano. Correct. But I don't know how much – how much does a playbook or a, of a playbook does a kicker have to study? Yeah, I think generally speaking That's he's talking about reps. guys that are emotionally ready to play early. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the playbook. It's it's the emotional capacity that you need to be an early contributor. All three guys on the I think is, six. is the general consensus. And mm -hmm. Tristan Alva, and we said this before. First of all, Tristan's a Sunday talent. No question. Sunday talent. 
it, the field goal he kicked yesterday, the one that Adam shared that I had to retweet because I'm like, you know, Adam goes, oh, yeah, he just casually kicked it from 50 yards. I watched that ball go through, and now my view is skewed because I'm watching on, on Twitter. That would have been good 10, 15 yards further. Uh, he's, he's ridiculous. And he's not even – I mean, he's kind of nursing, uh, you know, his body. So they probably really aren't overjoyed that he's doing that right now. But he's just so competitive, and it's his mind. It's not his – it's not – a lot of guys are physically gifted that are good enough to, to play on Sundays. It's nah, I won't say a lot. But when you when you put their mind with it, that's kind of the deal breaker. He likes pressure. He's Alvano's a Sunday talent. Mm-hmm. And he, as a kicker, you have to really embrace that pressure. Yeah. I was just messing with him all day yesterday. All I kept saying is, hey, you still dialed? He said, I'm always dialed, coach. <laughs> like, he's just – Oh, we're dialed. It, like he just. How quickly do you think he takes over the duties? Could be like day him? one. Speaking of, we got Brandon back. He's All right, dialed. we got Bevokes. Okay, right. Bevokes, bring him back in. All right, there so, he is. So you froze right after you were getting ready to get into the telltale signs of Prince Will. Yeah, I hope you guys liked my answer because the universe did not. Apparently. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, what I, what I was starting to say was, you know, obviously, you know, he, he made a splashy debut, I think, for most people in the spring game. But I think just looking at the way he carries himself um, and the, the way that he's come in and been ready uh, really tells you the story. And it was super interesting, that rule quote, you know, kind of the – I guess the acknowledgement of the circumstances of like, look, not a lot of guys are going to do this. And and I think a lot of coaches deal with that. Well, I think all coaches deal with that of like, you know, these, these habits are kind of uh, hardwired for, for people of this age at this point, and they're hard to break, but all you can do is say, Hey, if you want to be out there right away, uh, you say what he said, this doesn't help you. Mm. Pretty, Pretty interesting. Who give me two more. Oh, let's see. Um, <laughs> does a kicker count? Uh, he absolutely well, yeah, does. And and I said him too when, when we uh, when we uh, were trying to get you back. Well, are you gonna go three for three? He may go three for three. So TA is who you would say second on that list. Yep, and um, I, I probably will will stick to the D line for the other one and go with Linhart. Yeah, yeah. That's why we let Brandon go oh, first. Hold on. That's why just pluck those out that's, of my that's brain. Why, that's why While we, you were gone, that's who I had ended up saying. Those three. <laughs> and I and there I think go. I think some would get there with those with those with two of the three. Or they may try to slide in a well if he does such an I think those are the three surefires. The other there are a couple yeah. others need some things to go right, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Positionally, um, especially. Yeah. Like, it just opportunity. You, you got an off-the-radar guy you're interested in, Brandon? Because he's – so let, let, let me preface this by saying, right, if you split the practices in two, which he's done, right, so you have most of the older guys going for the first couple of hours and then the second wave of younger guys go the second couple of hours because he said the first four or five days he wants the coaches to get a look at everybody. So keep that in mind. Like when you're when you're evaluating, everybody's going to get seen. So you don't have to worry about, well, this guy may only get such and such a reps because the way that they split the numbers, 
I think they want you to, to be able to get some reps. Is there a couple of guys that you think have a chance to make a move under that particular practice structure? Um, I mean, I think it, 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 well, it benefits the freshmen for sure, but some of those guys who are in that group with them, um, it offers an opportunity for, for them as well. I mean, he wouldn't be very far off the radar for, for me. He'd probably be number four of the, the three guys that we just talked about. Um, but just haven't seen as much from him. Um, but Eric Fields, I mm. think is a fairly, uh, good pick, um, as, as a freshman, you know, like I said, for the guys that weren't here in the spring necessarily, or somebody like Tristan, who we're aware of from just high school football in the state, um, it's, it's a little bit harder for me to know some of the intangible pieces of it. <laughs> the, like, how willing are you to, to put down the phone, but super talented guy. And it was pretty clear early on that the coaching staff was really high on him, which, you know, is, is still a good story before Nebraska jumped in. He was headed to, he was headed to Arkansas state. It's mm. not like, you know, they, they, they flipped him from, from another power five school. So I'm really intrigued to see him. He's the first one that comes to mind. Vogel, we just went through a little bit of the housekeeping details with, housekeeping. with Miles Farmer. And, um, you know, it, it had me thinking during the break that the 10-80-10 principle that Rules said he was going to adopt from Urban Meyer, he's actually following through with what he says. And, you know, it's not just coach speak with him, but the follow-through is absolutely real. Are you starting to notice that 10-80-10 principle kind of being implemented now that you are seeing, you know, him just kind of tell four guys, not really four, just two guys um, going into the first day of fall camp, like, no, you need to figure some things out before you come back, that he's not focusing on the bottom ten, but he really does have a focus on the top ten and then the top ten of the 80 and so forth down the line. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's clearly there in the actions. I think that's a good point. Um, so you have Miles Farmer, um, a guy that I remember when Damon and I, when he signed, were both like pretty high on just based on his ability coming out of high school. Hey, and, um, and Brandon, full disclosure, don't let people tell you that he's not good. I, you know, oh, he's slow. He's it. Listen, that that one hurts. So and I yeah. and and they were willing to do it. Don't don't operate under like some of these knuckleheads out here that'll tell you this guy isn't very good. Like he made a ton of strides physically. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, and they were willing to do it. I think is a key phrase because Fleeks, a guy they had a relationship with from way back, he was there. <laughs> um, it was you know shorter term, but Anthony Grant in spring football missed missed one of those early practices and rule said something really similar to what he said about farmers like it's not a big deal it's not like there was a major violation of team rules it just wasn't what we needed so we we, we gave him a break and then balls in their court as as rule said and um you know anthony grant was obviously not out for very long uh but but came back and we'll we'll see um we'll see what happens with farmer let me ask you something b vogues of the of the three kind of so he had he he told a guy to stay home that he knows some may think it's easier or or harder right do you want to tell a friend bad news or tell a stranger bad news you had bob wager you have miles farmer who um is is a guy that has a lot of playing experience which one do you think resonates the most with how the 
the players felt about said individual versus the ramifications of what happened. Who do you think will have the biggest impact on the players? Like, man, these guys are not messing around. Probably Farmer, just given the players' familiarity with him and the amount of football he's played. I mean, we talked all offseason because it was true. Like, you know, Nebraska returns their entire secondary, their entire starting secondary. And, yeah, there's some injuries there. But here's here's a guy who um, prior to, to noticing he wasn't at fan day, like I think all of us probably would have slotted in, rightly or wrongly. I mean, I do think like this defense, there's, there's still plenty of movement to be had in these next three to four weeks. But – just given the the familiarity that the the current team has with him, I think it, it, it has to it has to be him. And you know, those guys can see like they know how they've had to modify their behaviors individually, um, and they know what it was prior. So I think having both pieces of that probably lead me towards the returning upperclassmen um, as kind of the most poignant example for anybody who maybe is not in that that t- top 10%, um, but, but trying to get there. Like, okay, here's, here's, here's how it can go the other way um, for somebody that we probably know pretty well. Hmm. Josh Fleeks, I think, would be the one for me. So would you guys rather tell somebody you know bad news or a stranger bad Like, I'd rather tell a stranger bad news over somebody I know because I would worry more about hurting their feelings. But the level of comfortability wouldn't trump that. But I think the impact that it has on everyone else, if you tell somebody, if you tell the person you know, hey, go home. You're overweight. Go home. That, to me, would like as a, as a player on this team, it would resonate more. Because I, 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 I think it's interesting, B-Vogues. It's like, and you know I hate this. It's like when something happens and a, a guy or gal leaves, it's they weren't very good or they don't do this. So... You know, now it's 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 Wager wasn't a good coach. He didn't have a good relationship with his players. It's Miles Farmer was slow. He was never this. It's, it was Fleeks was, you know, an addition, a throw in. It was kind of a, a buddy going to follow a buddy. Like the way that we minimize things when they're not our guy, I think it not only stymies that person's growth, but it also diminishes the impact of the decisions that the decision makers are trying to make by even going through with the punishments, right? Like if it's not that big of a deal, then why, then, then why bother doing it? Yeah, it's, it's, I I hate it too. It's a, it's a defense mechanism and I get it um, because you, you spend all this time like trying to consider for those people who are really, really into it, really passionate about it, trying to consider like, okay, well, what's secondary look like? What's running back look like, et cetera, et cetera. But like we see it all the time. JD Spielman produced a lot at Nebraska. And when, when he chose to depart, you know, it just, it, it, it happens with almost everyone. Like maybe Wandale was the one I can think of recently where it was like, Oh yeah, that one just really hurts. Like there, I didn't hear a lot of people out there being like, Oh, it's fine. Like, like um, why would he spend time going to hire Bob Wager? If Bob Wager, he didn't see that potentially being a mm-hmm. good fit. Right now, maybe things changed on the job. Maybe they didn't with his decision-making, but he was of value to him at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely was. Um, you know, and you can extend that same thing to, to recruits. Everybody is here. You get the chance to, to choose who, who you think you could win games with. And, yeah, you know, players, 
players develop at different rates and you know have different different levels of buy-in sure but it's it's tricky like it's it's a hard kind of middle ground i think to walk of sometimes i worry for myself of moving on a little bit too quickly of not being like well miles farmer he wasn't good i definitely don't think that but it's like well he's out so what are you going to do next um and you go and there's just you know football is football in particular i think is so much about it's kind of the ultimate team game and yeah maybe maybe your next guy up isn't as physically talented maybe isn't experienced as say a miles farmer or somebody akin to that but you know he's he's one of 11 guys on that side and one of probably 22 23 24 that are going to play regularly in a game for you so I don't I, I worry about minimizing it from the other direction of just being like, well, this is your reality now. And, and I'm not listen, I, I get it. I, I completely get it. And I'm not here trying to say that Miles Farmer is Troy Powell Mile, but I'm saying realistically as a coach, I'm, this is just a coach's vantage point. You're playing in a three three five, right? And you got five DBs and that that fourth or the fifth DB is a guy that can sometimes have to play closer to the line of scrimmage and and be able to cover like backs out of the backfield and stuff like that. So you, you know you you get thin in a hurry, right? It's you know, Omar Brown, Deshaun Singleton, Phelan Sanford. Like if you just do the numbers and you get away from just the quote unquote value or the potential of the player, it gets from an inexperienced standpoint, it gets hectic in a hurry, right? Does does that mean you have to do something different with Isaac? Get, like. There, there, there's a lot that happens just from the volume of reps that I think with looking at it too topically it makes it too easy to be dismissive. Like Again, I'm not saying he's winning the Jim Thorpe. I'm just saying from a coaching standpoint, coaches don't want to have to be like that until they have to be like that. Yeah, they, they, they don't. Um, and you, you hope kind of the – test tube version of your team that you start fall camp with, which I guess, you know, Miles Farmer didn't start fall camp with, but in the case of an injury or something is the team you get to, you get to pour out onto the field come opening kickoff, but it never happens that way. So, you know, and, and good coaches kind of, I think, try to account for that, but also make good decisions um, when those, when those unfortunate instances happen. And, and we'll see, you know, uh, Nebraska's had one practice so far. There's, there's plenty to go. Um, you know, there, there's a reason that returning production and things like that matter. And you can't replace that from, from somebody like a miles farmer, if he doesn't return, but so it is, you don't have a choice. You got to figure it out. Vogues. I want to touch on the dorm life a little bit here, <laughs> especially when talking uh, the younger players um, being further along uh, because of the experience that is on this team or in the room. You know, it extends uh, with that with the upperclassmen rooming with the younger players on the team. I mean, who would have thought that Ty Robinson would be rooming with, I think it's Eric Fields or, you know, whatever the pairings. Yeah, he's got being. Eric, yep, he's but got Fields. as Nebraska continues to build this culture, how similar is this method to what fraternities use in regards to having bigs and littles and and what do you think um is is the ultimate goal behind these roommate pairings well um you know we were talking earlier about consistency with the 108010 principle and how we've seen that 
Um, this is another instance of them just doing exactly what Matt Rule said he was going to do. I mean, he said really early on, like, I want our guys to be around each other. And so this, you know, takes a, a, an additional step of like, you're not going to choose your roommate. Uh, we're going to we're going to pair you up based on, you know, who we think can help whom. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I sat there and watched the press conference yesterday and I, was, and I knew they were doing this, but I was like, it's such a simple idea. But it seems already like an idea that and it's it'll be hard to tell, um, but it seems already like an idea that's going to have an impact of like, just get those guys together. They're going to go through this for two weeks. Um, you know, it's like summer camp within fall camp a, a little bit. And, you know, <laughs> think back to, to freshman dorm days. They were weird, strange times. But, you know, I think most of the people I know to this day um, still uh, have have people that they stay in touch with from from their freshman floor this isn't quite that but it's just it's it's what they said it's like let's get these people together and you know and the other piece of it was you know get comfortable being uncomfortable which is pretty well-worn coaching cliche but the other part rule said there that i think is everything in a, in a nutshell like the past maybe 15 years of nebraska football uh when he was talking about you're given a lot but you're not given wins i was for me, that's been that's been the struggle for however long you want to go back, 15, 20 years for Nebraska, and it's hard. And it, every program, I think, that's in Nebraska's spot in the like national hierarchy, the historical hierarchy, has to deal with that to a degree. You yeah. go to you go to Auburn right now. Uh, you're going to be given a lot. It's going to feel like big time football. Um, it doesn't mean you're, the big time wins just just get dropped dropped at your doorstep. It was so interesting you say that. I, and I know I got a couple of minutes, but so Coach Rule and, and Trev were talking, and they were talking about the grass fields and how they have these mats now that line the fences out because they're two football fields and the, the, the mats just provide for protection. And, you know, Coach Rule said, hey, you know, thank you. This, this looks fantastic. Like, how can you not be appreciative of this? And Trev said, well, it was your idea. Like, I mean, give yourself some credit. And deadpan, straight face. Coach Rule looked at Trev and he said, "It's not my money. I, I tip. People typically don't ask for things that are free. Like, I appreciate it. I just was like, I almost went home on that one, right? Like, <laughs> just to the immediate appreciation. And you're talking about a guy that makes eight million bucks a year. Mm -hmm. He's got a little in the bank, right? It's like." And he, it just seems so free-flowing. Like, he didn't have to bat an eye at it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of straightforwardness, I guess, would be the word I would use, in the extreme. And, you know, talk about kind of <laughs> you have to earn the wins. I've talked about how in, in, you know, in the past couple of months, how, like, rule is maybe the first coach where – in the last like at least three where it doesn't feel like the job feels too big for him and i think it's because he just keeps it straightforward like it's just like yeah i asked for matt so thank you mm. b-bogues we appreciate it man thanks so much for your time this morning uh we will talk again next week thanks b Sounds good, guys thanks that is Brandon Vogel at Brandon L Vogel on Twitter i don't really like that guy you know i brought up the dorm life there's something i want to bring up next in oh. our short seg because I think there's a greater goal at play here. We'll oh. do that next. I'm all ears.